Hello, welcome back to OP is OP, the podcast where we go through the One Piece manga front to back. I, as always, am Jacob, the super rookie of One Piece, joined by my co-host, the super veteran, Justin. Yo, yo, everyone, welcome back. Today, we are discussing more of the Water 7 arc from roughly chapter 331 to 341. Just, we only planned for a 10 chapter stretch this time because it's pretty, pretty packed. Mm-hmm. So, if you have not read up to that point in the manga or watched the corresponding anime episodes, I highly suggest you do so before listening to this because we are going to spoil absolutely everything, including potentially stuff beyond 341. So, potentially. <laughs> And hopefully this read, like, time we will. <laughs> hopefully case. this time we won't stop after five chapters too and be like, "Man, Water Seven is so great." <laughs> there was a surprising amount of build up in just those first five chapters. Uh, I don't it, regret it, those. It was it was masterful. <laughs> it was actually like masterful how well mm. he set up all this stuff that's coming. Like we literally got plot threads about. Almost immediately, they, they land in the city, now Robin's missing. We get that mm-hmm. plot thread established, like, where is Robin? What's she doing? What's going on with this organization, CP9? We also mm-hmm. get this Usopp thread where they got the money, they lose the money. You know, like, all this within five, like, he's feeling... Uh, he's feeling very guilty Insecure, right now. yeah, insecure, and, and then this guilt adds on to it. That's all set up in the first five chapters. Nami doesn't trust him with the money, etc., etc. It was just insane. It's actually insane, like, how much he managed to do and how many threads he just began to weave in the beginning of Water 7. It's the similar feeling I had when we were, like, in the, uh, maybe around, like, the middle or early middle portion of Alabasta, where all these plot threads are happening all at once. But Alabasta started uh, explosively with Ace, and then after that, then then it got a little slower again, and then it built up, built up. Water 7, there, there's no breaks. It starts right away with literally the hype train, as I mentioned with the Puffing Tom. But then it's just, like you said, it's with the Robin uh, build up right away, the 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 goal of trying to fix the Merry-Go, but then the, the you know the revelations of, like, the Merry-Go is done. Like, you can't fix it at this point. The best of the best can't do it. And then we have, you know, a guilty Usopp who feels horrible about losing the money. You got the beatdown at Frankie House, right? You got the antagonist, or so we think, at right now. This reveal of CP9. There's so much going on. Iceberg, uh, the Galila, all this build up going on. The world building, by the way. I'm still not over that. I know we're gonna we talked about it so much last episode, but I do not regret how wonderful Water Seven is. But we do have to get going. <laughs> we do have to progress. We really do. We, we really still do. got what if we're roughly at 3:31 right now. We still got <laughs> 43 chapters of the arc to go, my friend. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So real quick, the last chapter, uh, the end of the last chapter. The Straw Hats saw Usopp beaten down a second time in front of the Frankie house. They do the Brotherhood walk towards the Frankie house. Beat down ensues. It's great. It's glorious. But it doesn't really solve the issue. The money is still missing. And what are we going to do about the Merry-Go? Are we going to try to repair it, even though it's a hard recommendation not to? Or get a new ship? At the very end, Luffy decides after contemplating after a fight, kind of like if the fight was a stress relief, right? Kind of like a way to clear the mind, right? I I was going to mention also that it was brought up several times within just that little scope, like probably that one or two chapter stretch at Frankie house that he's Mm -hmm. not there. They are not there. The straw hats. They're not there to get their money back or, you know, they're not there to uh, like recoup their losses. They're there to get revenge for Usopp. And they made that very, very clear. They're like, like, Oh, we don't have the money anyway. It's like, you know, but Luffy still just throws that savage punch right in dude's face. Like, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't care about that. 
Yeah, the money would have been an icing on the cake if they got it, but they half expected not to be there. All and also, like, yeah, they just they wanted the beat down, the revenge more than anything. Like hell, Nami sat on the boat and she wasn't the same saying the same thing where she was just like, like, I don't want them to get the money back right now. The focus right now is to get Usopp and make sure those guys pay for it, you know, in some way or another. But at the end of the day, Frankie House is in rubble and Luffy decides we're gonna move on. We're gonna get a new boat. We're gonna say our last farewell is the merry go. Let Usopp know when he wakes up. Let's, you know, it's a big decision. It's not something he took lightly. Uh, I still remember yeah. the panel where it's before Iceberg tells him, like, you're the captain of the crew, right? Why are you making such an irrational decision like this? Where Luffy is so passionate about, like, no, this is the Marigo. She's helped us on so much on our journey. She's been with us the entire time. I refuse to, you know, get a new ship and abandon her kind of uh-huh. thing. And then everyone is, you know, Iceberg, especially, you know, the expert, the owner of the Gaila company, like, why are you acting like this as a captain? You're going to risk the lives of all your crew, the people you consider friends and family, because of a boat. It doesn't feel back for you. You know, it's a very rational approach to that kind of thing where it's like, I understand your connection, but you got to let go, man. And they hinted at this, too. I think um, I think it was Zoro, actually, where he compared how when humans stretch out, they work out or they even get hurt. Like if you break your bones or if you stretch out and you tear like the microfibers of your muscles, when the human body recovers, it gets stronger. Right. There's a reason why we tear ourselves. when We're working out. We push ourselves. An object, a tool is not the same. A ship has a limit to like because you're always like for a ship, for example, you're adding lumber from the outside. It's not like regrowing the wood itself, right? It's, and it's not stronger vibes. Like there's gonna be an end to it. Swords are the same thing. It gets too brittle. You can sharpen it, but eventually you're gonna run out of steel to the point where it's, it's gonna lose that that density, that cutting. I just power. thought of an awesome idea. Totally mm-hmm. off topic. Well, not totally. You mm-hmm. you know how you can give items devil fruits? Yeah. You get a ship. With the tree mm-hmm. tree fruit, so it can oh, grow. Oh, there you go, damage. living organic, awesome. living organic tree. There you go. Wouldn't that be dope? There, that would be dope. That would actually be great. I don't know if you're spoiling something in the future. <laughs> we'll I, I promise. I love that. It has not happened yet. But it would okay, be really cool. okay. But that would be a great idea. I like that. Anyway, so so that's going on right now with the straw hats. So you know, not everyone's you know happy about this. That everyone the merry go is their home, but more so it's Usopp. Usopp awakens from his injuries and he is riddled with guilt. He's apologizing, going like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I lost two thirds of our money, right? We all we have left is what the guy offered in the first place, 100 million berries, which is still a lot. But, you know, it's a third of what they had originally. He still is he's riddled with guilt. He, you know, he's trying to apologize. He's, he's, you know, he feels like, you know, he feels like a piece of shit right now because he feels like it's all his fault. But right away, Luffy, you're going, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. We still got $100 million. It's all right. And besides, we're not going to fix the Merry-Go. We're going to get a new ship. We're going to part ways. And I do want to commend Oda here, where this one chapter, there are so many expressions on Usopp's face, despite it being cartoony. Yeah, I noticed that as well. Yeah, and I have like all these different expressions. The first one's confusion, right? Where he's told, like, oh, we're going to move on from the Merry-Go. Usopp is just like, what are you talking about? Like, is it <laughs> like, what are you like? What the hell are you talking about? Is it just be, like, you're just, you're just trying to, you're lying to me to make me feel better. Right. To try Cause you know, you, I'm feeling guilty right now. I, I appreciate it. But guys, like, I understand like, what, what's the real deal? Here? Like, what, what, what are you going on? Is this denial phase, but it gets a little heated because Luffy mm-hmm. again, again is going like, no, we can't fix the ship. We have to move on. 
and then you know it even gets to the point where it's outbursts right where Usopp is getting a little aggressive that's by being horribly injured and he's like then makes sense you fool what are you talking about and then Luffy finally just states it loud and clear we're moving on from the Mary Gale she's on her last legs and then you get that great panel of fear that close up on his eyes and he's sweating with like the blood veins almost in his eyes popping out too but gosh this whole chap like this this is like the beginning like this is why this is all yeah like people wondering at home why we decided this these 10 chapters were gonna be a whole episode i had a feeling this argument this you know this clash of wits between uh usopp and luffy this disagreement going on here was gonna take up a big chunk oh yeah oh yeah so i'm trying to find my pacing here because i'm like bit by bit what i'm going through when i'm reading this the first time because this is the first time we see Usopp, I think, actively um, going against the will of the captain. I think this is the first time. Because yeah. in the past, and, there'll be disagreements, but it'll be out of fear. And it's like, hey, I'll stop as a joke. And they kind of move on. They still do the thing, right? Where it's like, let's not do the crazy thing, please. And uh-huh. he do the crazy thing, and he goes along with it. This is the first time he's standing his ground and fighting back. Yeah, because we see initially there is a little bit of confusion in like the way they're communicating. Like There's a miscommunication. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, like, story-wise, you seem like you're going to get one of those kind of, uh, like you said, you didn't like in Alabasta between the king and Koza, Cobra and Koza. Yeah. How, like, if they had just explained a little more, you know, of what they meant, then they wouldn't have come to that misunderstanding. And they were kind yeah. of like, the, the way they were talking, their speech patterns were weird. Yeah, and then we get that this time, though, because, yeah, Usopp's saying, no, we're on the ship right now. What are you talking about? We can't fix her. And then Usopp, I mean, and then Luffy is being loud and clear, right? Like, is no, it was it Luffy or was it Sanji or Zoro that cut in and like it can't be fixed? I thought uh, it was one of the two of them. It's because I the, think one of them kind of realized that they weren't like, and they're like, dude, it can't be fixed. It can't be fixed. Well, Zoro is the one that said it, but this was before the fight. Zoro was talking to uh, I think it was Sanji and Chopper when they're on the boat when the Usopp wasn't there. That's why I was talking earlier about Zoro's perspective where it was like you know a ship is not like a human being where we, we would get hurt we get stronger for it so that when Zoro saying it but during the argument Zoro and Sanji for the most part are like telling everyone to calm down kind of thing because they're keep raising their voices they're getting aggressive mm-hmm. uh Chopper is doing it because you know like Usopp you're gonna open up your wounds again if you get way too aggressive like settle down Sanji and Zoro are just doing it because they want to keep things calm uh Nami uh it's the similar thing too but she's trying to side with um the clarification side where it's basically like Usopp trying to always struggle like I don't understand why are you acting like this, Luffy? And then Mommy tries to butt in, but Luffy's cutting her off, basically. Like, no, let me deal with this. I'm the captain. Kind of. Right, right, right. I, you're, I think you're you're correct. I'm pretty sure now. When I mm-hmm. actually think about it, Luffy does say it himself. Like, yeah, she can't be fixed. This, this argument is mainly, like, 90%, 95% between Luffy and Usopp. 100%. Like, Nami tries yeah. to butt like, tries to contribute. She cut off. Chopper tries to settle things down. Ignored. Sanji and zoro try their ways and we'll get to that when we get i'm like i'm going like scene by scene you're panel by panel because this and is like let's let's just kind of if you don't mind let's mm-hmm. do a little bit of a deep dive slash analysis into oh. this whole like conflict oh yeah you know what i mean so like what do you what's the yeah like what is the primary conflict like what's going on why is it happening character wise and etc yeah in okay. your opinion yeah so what i got from this was it's a it's a callback to what I was hoping or expecting to see from Usopp back at Syrup Village, where this is a arts uh, not an artsy sorry 
I keep saying yes and no, but it's not the right word, but it's on the right course. It's he has a very romanticized view of what he wants to be when he's out at sea. He wants to be the, you know, the warrior mm-hmm. of the sea. He wants to be this legend that when people say the legends of Usopp, he fought this, the kaiju of the calm belt with one arm tied behind his band back in a rubber band. You know, he right. wants to be that guy. But he also has all these other pieces in place where he's like, and he has this diehard loyal crew. He's got the legendary ship, the Mary Go, who's been through hell and back. And we hear him say it later uh, at the end of our 10 chapter cover here. Like, you're the ship that flew, right? He has a very mm-hmm. deep personal connection with every uh, all the people and tools that he interacts with. And also, it also makes sense of someone who's a bit more emotional, like Usopp. Like, I know I'm saying a lot because everyone in this series is emotional. But Usopp is particular because he's literally invested in the ship. He's the one fixing the merry-go whenever it's getting mm-hmm. damaged. And he's not a 100% carpenter, right? They call him out. Like, Luffy actually criticizes him, too, during their heat argument here. Yeah. That you're not a carpenter. Like, you're, like, you're the best we had, but you're not a, an official carpenter. So... And you've done the best. Like, you know, side note here, Usopp did an amazing job with what little knowledge he had to keep the Merry-Go floating as long as it did. Like, the Galley Law admitted this. Like, all the experts are like, We're, it's a miracle it's still floating at this point. Props to that. But he's coming from a very emotional side that the Merry-Go cannot be let go. It's that he sees the Merry-Go as another person. The way I saw it, I wrote it down here, was that the Merigo is like if a crew member like lost an arm, right? Or had a broken back. I think that's better the way to say it. A broken like, back. Yeah, if they became paralyzed from the waist down or exactly, know, something yeah. more similar. and obvi- Yeah, and obviously we don't see the Merigo as that. There is an emo- emotional attachment we know because the Merigo is always a ship that Straw Hats are on. But it, at the end of the day, it's a ship. It's not a living thing, right? There's that little thing we saw at Skypea, mm-hmm. but we still don't know what that was where it was the spear that helped repair the ship. So maybe that's why it was still floating. But regardless, the big thing that the big difference here is that Usopp is seeing the ship as a person. This is, this is his perspective, his romanticized perspective that the ship is one with the crew, right? And I'm going to do the mm-hmm. impossible and I'm going to help this ship get back to full health, you know, from his perspective and take it all the way to the end of the grand line. It's going to be a great story to tell, right? Legendary. On top of that, and I'm pretty sure you you were going to get to this. On top of that, the seeds have been planted throughout the series so far that Usopp is feeling he's falling behind in terms yes. of combat prowess, in terms of use uh, reliability. Um, looking back is, on it, you know, he really is kind of yeah. Like he gets beaten down by Frankie family twice, and you know, because he's doing irrational things of trying to fight the gang himself the second time it went injured but regardless it's you know it's him but what i want to bring back to is i remember back at our alabasta arc and this is one of the criticisms i had for alabasta it's still a criticism because i still don't like the moment but at least in this case now this context it has a double meaning now so it's not as bad now i criticized how nami's uh reasoning to why she felt like she needed something like the climb attack was because she felt like she was a burden. And here I am, you know, big fanboy of Nami going, what the fuck are you thinking like that for? Like, you're literally the reason why the crew is has money, a ship, why they're a lot, you know, et cetera, et cetera, you know, me being fanboying it out. Of However, course. the first seed being, she uses the word, I feel like a burden. And 
with, and she's talking to Usopp. She's asking him for a favor. Hey, build me this tool so I can catch up. So, and he has this look of acknowledgement, but also now in hindsight, maybe doubt, right? Where it's like, it's a self-reflection of like, maybe I'm also being a burden too. Who knows? And throughout right. the series since then, we've gotten bits and pieces like this throughout. I remember um, the arc before Skypea. It was, he was accusing the big guy, right? The guy that was trying to help him get into the sky, into the sky. Right, just the stranger that's trying to help him, this the ancestor. Um, yeah, the Mont Blanc, Mont Blanc guy. Yeah, yeah, Mont Blanc. And he Cricket, was like... I think was his name. Yeah, so he gets like these random outbursts where it's he's not sure if it's fear or... He he has like this compilation of failures that I noticed throughout too, where, yeah, he like he's unable to hold his ground in Alabasta, right? And then he makes a wrong call during the Jaya... It's Jaya arc, right? The one before Skypia. Um... He made the wrong call there and he, you know, he feels like he's being a burden there. Cause he's, you know, he's just kind of ruining the, the chances of his saw heads getting up to the, the Skypia. Skypia happens and, you know, he gets beaten pretty quickly as well. He also acknowledges out loud of like, like, man, you guys are getting so powerful. These villains that were fighting these antagonists are so strong at this point. Like, I, I don't know if I can keep up at this point. Like, Skypeo is one of those very blunt and obvious where he was, like, literally talking out a lot. Like, I don't know if I can wait, be wait, ready wait. for this in the future. I think you're mis, uh, mistaking that for with what happened. You said before Skypeo. You meant what happened right after Skypeo. Oh, sorry. So, sorry, sorry. So, Matt LeBlanc, that portion where he's trying to, like, his... Mont Blanc. Like, he, Mont Blanc. He, cricket. Mont Blanc. Sorry. Cricket. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Matt All LeBlanc. That's the guy from Friends, right? Da, 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 yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Mont Blanc continuing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. Sorry, I I forgot to state it. But when I was talking about that scene where he's being blunt out loud of like we're falling behind, I I went to Skypea. I knew that wasn't Skypea. I right. I, that was a I, I, I fast forwarded too quickly. Yeah. Sorry. So and then the final blow being, of course, the Frankie family, um, mugging him and taking the money. But he developed this emotional connection to the ship in a weird way where it's like, yeah, if the crew is going to, cause he sees the, again, he, if he views the Mary go as another crew member, if Luffy, the captain is down to just quote unquote, abandon the Mary go, Mary go, sorry, Mary go. <laughs> um, this, uh, you know, to, in his perspective, right. And just like, and not give it a chance, not use all the resources possible to, you know, he wants to go the extra mile again, do the impossible and, fix you know fix the crew members back right and give yeah. and get rid of the paralysis and make them perfect health again Usopp wants to do that impossible so now there's that there's that extra fear that Usopp has that if straw if the if Luffy and the straw hats are fine with just leaving the Marigo how long is it until they abandon me too how long until they move on from me because after all I am a burden now too so and I know I'm jumping ahead because he does say that at the end of the argument. Yeah, he that says, was a good, for being good a summary. So I feel like I'm missing a lot in the middle. But yeah, basically, this is Usopp's perspective. I wanted to get this right because Usopp is one of my favorite characters. He's been consistently in like my top three, top four personal favorites. So I wanted mm -hmm. to get this right because there's a, so much to impact from this one chapter. And then you're looking back on all the previous arcs going, wow, there's a lot of, there's a lot of moments adding up to this. Yeah. So that's what so I then, got so far. I'll take the Luffy side, which I is infinitely easier because mm -hmm. Luffy is, uh, 
he's a, a strangely acting kind of, or I'd say almost static character, as in a little bit. not in the know he doesn't change really throughout. Yeah, the you're, ta- the you're talking about the you're talking about the the term right, dynamic character, static character. Yeah, he right? he does he makes meaningful changes right where you're seeing that mm-hmm. now. You're talking about learning to be a leader, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But generally, we understand very well who Luffy is, so he's kind of in a weird spot in between static dynamic in my mind mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. And he's coming from the same spot he always comes from. He was the same as Usopp initially. Usopp just doesn't exactly. know that. He's like, no, no way. I'm not leaving my ship. I don't believe you, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But he's, I think at some point he's kind of ruminating about all the things he's learned, maybe from both Vivi and things he's now like Iceberg is telling him like re- relatively recent stuff, right? About like, being a leader and protecting your crew and making the right choices. Stepping like, up. He kind of gets the perspective, you know, these are the best shipwrights in the world, you know, they said it can't be fixed, so it definitely can't. And now Mm -hmm. he's, like, kind of calmed down already at the point he starts talking to Usopp, who is, like, you know, doing the same cycle that he was doing when he first learned about it. Emotionally, Usopp is still one chapter behind, essentially. Essentially, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's just, that's a little bit interesting, but Luffy... He is coming from the spot of he wouldn't leave it behind if he didn't have to. Obviously, he would ride that ship all the way to being the Pirate King if mm-hmm. he could. It would have made yeah. a great story. It would have made a great legend from Usopp's perspective. It really would have. Yeah, but... it's very true. <laughs> it would have been awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little ships from the weakest sea in the whole world, they said, the East Blue, that went on and carried him to be the Pirate King. After all, the Merry-Go was the, was the ship that flew. Like, that's that alone is great, right? So... Adding on to Luffy's side, it's like, and also at the same time, like to add on to Luffy's argument, it's not that they're abandoning the Merry-Go. Like this is like Usopp's perspective, right? Where like you're just gonna abandon her after everything she's done for you. It's like no, they're gonna like from my perspective, if if everything was you know sunshine and rainbows, right? Um, they would have properly dismantled the Merry-Go, got the the supplies, the you know for lumber for anything that was still in good condition. Added that to the new ship they got, so they had supplies, and that will be your reminder that, you know, the Merry-Go is still assisting us. And if anything, as well, the figurehead, you know, the actual Mary, the ram's head, uh, put that on the new ship if you still want to, right? That's not really an essential to the new ship. So just keep in mind, it's not the Merry-Go. I think they did mention something about having it dismantled there, did they not? As a possibility, yeah. I I imagine it, too, because later on... Yeah, I also imagine it too because we do. Re- it is mentioned by word that there are dismantlers on the island, aka the Frankie family. But so that is a process. So that's what I was thinking too of like, you know, freaking in my what I know, understand about ships is like, you don't want to just waste a ship. And how the guy lost that too, where it's like, yeah, you don't want the ship to just sink in the middle of the ocean. Those are still supplies. That's lumber you can still use, the masts, the sails you can still use on your other ship too as a backup or whatever, or mm-hmm. as current ones. You could still use it. You can recycle it essentially, or you know, not completely make it go to waste. And in some weird perspective, that's how you put the ship to rest, right? You completely dismantle right. it, but and you you actually take you get rid of all the old pieces that are like splintered and gone. You keep the sheet metal that Usopp used to patch up the holes, the lumber that's still in good condition, the cannons as well. But again, this is someone who's coming from a perspective like Usopp, where he sees him as a person. So he wouldn't want that at all. It'd be more like you're literally like, almost like if you're like you're dissecting this person and trying to make a like a cyborg, if you would, like this weird abomination. You can't treat the merry-go like this. Again, it's a very emotional argument from Usopp, where literally, again, Nami tries to butt in when Usopp's like, you're not even trying. You're not even trying to like defend yourselves. You're letting these strangers tell you what to do. Nami's trying to butt in going like Usopp 
Luffy did what you're doing right now. Please give him a minute. But Luffy cuts her off because he wants Usopp to vent. And unfortunately, when Usopp's venting, he cuts a line. He crosses a line where he goes, I misjudged you, Luffy. I thought you were better than this. And it's just like, ooh, that fucking cuts deep. And that is what I think the core of the problem here is. Mm -hmm. Is that suddenly Usopp is kind of... Or maybe he always has. I'd have to look closer at previous stuff, which... I guess I could have been doing as we reread, but it's coming it seems like he, deep within him. <laughs> yeah, right. Like he he fundamentally at this moment misunderstands who Luffy is, mm-hmm. and that's so, like that's literally all it is. Like you don't understand who Luffy is at this point. I, I think, or I I thought you should know Usopp mm. that Luffy would never leave a crew member behind at this point already, and he doesn't. So, you know, yeah. there is still, like, that doubt alone is... I think that's partially also the reason that, now you know, our friend of ours says Usopp does what is unforgivable in this yeah, arc, and it's a, this fight it, is it. Yeah, it's a very naive and short-sighted... Uh, it's a character flaw, absolutely, with uh, Usopp, where, again, he imagined him being himself being a part of this legendary crew of the Straw Hats, where Usopp's the captain. He's not. We all know this. But, like, you know, he, again, he's imagining the storybook going on and Luffy being that, you know, person that he imagined, right? That role model. But then he sees him do this and it's like, what the hell are you doing? Like, this is not at all what's supposed to go on to, you know, defend your friends to the very end. Like, he wants him to be the impossible Shonen protagonist and come up with a solution, right? To fix the merry-go and make it better than before, if not perfect and impervious. Like, your suggestion, right? Your little what if. Let's find a tree tree or bark bark or a Yeah, or a wood, we'll, we'll wood feed the tree tree fruit, fruit to the merry so it can repair yeah. itself. Come well, on, just, do something, we'll, Luffy, we'll, you know? We'll, sho- we'll shove the double fruit through one of the holes that in the in more, part of the injuries of the ship, and that'll make it eat it. <laughs> like, he, again, he he's expecting the impossible. He's expecting, like, as if, like, the next couple of chapters in Water 7... He doesn't say this, obviously, but this is like us brainstorming what if, like how he expected it. I don't know. It does seem like that. Like he he's he's refusing to accept like the factual and he's like kind of demanding a miracle. Like, no, we're going to keep sailing on the ship when we know at this point, just from, you know, as reader perspective and our omniscience, like they said the ship is broken. The ship is is broken. Yeah. This ship cannot make it to the next island. You have to move on. Yeah. That despite the ship being in bad condition before, we went through every possible length and do, took great risks to make the ship fly. We risked our lives then. We did the impossible, and look what we did, right? Have some faith in the merry-go. Now let's return the favor and go a little further, take more risks, and try and find a way to completely fix the ship. That's what Usopp's presentation is. But, again, it's a losing fight. He's the only one that believes this. And yeah, so, he- like... The long of it, or the short of it, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is that Luffy, or no, Usopp, thinks that Luffy is choosing to leave behind, we'll say, a friend mm-hmm. that he could save, because it's not worth the effort, like, slash money, right? It's mm-hmm. And because of his own security, someone that he thinks, like, in his mind, Usopp, this is someone that could be brought along, quote-unquote, you know? Yeah. So that's why the insecurities are reflecting especially heavily, like, back onto himself. Because, like, he's like, oh, I'm not going to be worth anything either, basically, at this point. So when yeah. is he just going to decide to leave me behind? Exactly. It's a mixture of personal investment and romanticized ideology that he's uh, he's defending. It's And because Luffy is just as stubborn, and he's sure on this decision, Zoro points this out where when a captain is making a decision, he needs to be solidified and confident in his choice. Otherwise... Who, as we as a crew, is going to have faith in? We have the issue of the unstoppable force meeting an immovable object in this argument where no one's going to win, right? right? They're yelling at each other. 
uh, threats are made. Luffy even almost says, if you really feel like this Usopp, then you can go ahead. And before he can finish it, Sanji roundhouse kicks Luffy in the face and goes, don't say what you're going to regret later, right? Don't mm-hmm. say the words, just leave. Usopp, though, picks up on it very quickly, understandably, and just goes, no, it's what you feel. Yeah. And that confirms his very stubborn personal side where it's like, no, this is what Luffy really is. He's just going to abandon people who are not strong enough or too weak to go on. Therefore, I'm quitting the crew. The big, big moment, Usopp quits the crew. And on top of that, I'm going to fight you, Captain Luffy. I'm going to monkey do Luffy. I'm going to fight you for the rights to the ship. I'm going to be back at 10 p.m. Be here, trial by combat. Right? Act like you're going to try and kill me. Like, don't I demand trial by combat. Yeah, exactly. Trial by combat, Mortal Kombat, all of what you can all that you can but yeah it's such a heavy chapter like we spent half an hour talking about this one chapter but it's so dense with the, all these character moments and this is what i yeah. love it, it is a really great fiction. conflict between absolutely them. it makes mm-hmm. sense it doesn't it doesn't feel like i mean let's say luffy versus zoro you know mm-hmm. if it's so much better both characters are coming from very believable <laughs> standpoints from what we've seen from them in the past it just their ideologies are opposed but <laughs> Mm-hmm. Not yeah, for- uh, not out of character, I guess, and there's no way they could mix, and it no, makes not, sense how they both got to the to this point. I guess is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah. First off, thanks for reminding me about the Luffy Zoro fight that I completely forgot about. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> you scrubbed but, it from your memory. Yeah, I did because it was just like a uh, that was an out of character moment to me still, but this one to me it feels completely in character. But we have like this boiling point of like, oh, because yeah, because Usopp's the kind of person he's not going to be completely blunt and expressive like that's more like nami's kind of thing right if you have yeah. a problem come outwardly uh challenge it and then usopp in this case uh which luffy does point out in the next chapter that usopp's not the type of person to make a a, a challenge by combat a trial by combat unless he means it remember this is usopp the person who always says can we not do this thing like can we is there a safer route can we not do this but we'll fight if you know, if his ideology is tested, if his resolve is tested, he will fight, right? If you're making a Darkest Dungeon reference here, if a stress is at 100, he will have the vir- the virtue. He won't have he won't have the negative. He'll have a positive outcome. But in this case, it's for the wrong reasons because, yeah, he's making a stance here that's, like, tearing the crew apart. And we see right. so much great imagery of that in the next chapter where the crew is at their lowest point. Like, Nami is struggling to argue with luffy right apologize let you get, get you got cool yourself down and we can resolve this luffy tells her again what i just mentioned earlier i jumped the gun a little here we're like no we not the type of person to make a challenge without being serious and luffy is being very distant here he's actually saying leave me alone he's actually kind of because it's hard on luffy too <laughs> like we're I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on usopp here but let's not forget everyone else. Luffy particularly, like he's, you know, he's trying to hide his emotion by literally putting the, the hat over his eyes and looking like he's sleeping, but rather he's trying to hide himself. And yeah. then Nami being fumed because Luffy's not listening and Usopp's being stubborn. They both are. Zoro and Sanji are yelling at each other where they're doing the impossible arguments, right? The, the, it's the worst arguments, by the way. Don't pull the what ifs, okay? Like if you just simply kicked their asses harder, Zoro, when they were on the ship the first time, they would have, you know, they wouldn't have been able to beat up and take the money. And like, don't do the what if arguments. But that's basically how low the crew is. They're boiling down to yeah, the worst kind of things you can do. Yeah, he's also, you know, Sanji is stressed, so he's just reaching. 
of course he's gonna mm. blame Zoro. You know, they're always diametrically opposed. Exactly. So. Yeah. But yeah, Zorro... he, I agree. It stresses that they're all at a really low point. They're all stressed mm-hmm. out and etc. Yeah. And then Chopper, from the unique perspective of he went out to try and attend to the wounds as a you know a neutral medic kind of situation. But then he's sobbing and crying. And by the way, Chopper crying is never a never a good panel to look at. It's heartbreaking. I was sad when he said like Usopp said, "Yeah, we're not he friends told anymore." <laughs> yeah, he told me we're not friends anymore. Go back, right? So it is the lowest of the low points. And also, of course, appropriately, it starts to rain, right? Of course, you have to have a very dramatic confrontation, very dramatic confrontation where it has to be, you know, the weather has to be right. You get this dramatic moment where Usopp returns. And they're in for their fight. And it's actually, I think, a very well done fight, actually. Like, I, we kind of brush over fights. I, I do agree, yeah. But this is, a in fact, a pretty damn good fight where, you know, it's Usopp, arguably one of the weaker members of the team, right? It's either him or Nami, physically. And But this is Usopp with preparation and resolve. He's got both. Like, you're basically, like, challenging a person who wants to be like Batman. <laughs> where it's like, like okay, mm-hmm. you give me the tools, you give me the time, and I'm going to compete. It's like Batman v Superman almost. Like, I know it's bad reference for those who hate the Zack Snyder movie. But, you know, it's the, it's the comparison I'm trying to make here. Where, like, this is why the fight's interesting. Because he's exploiting every weakness Luffy has. Because at first, Usopp does the Usopp things, right? I have 8,000 henchmen. Doesn't work. Uh, uh psychological warfare a razor blade going in in between each of your teeth it doesn't work but then he does the personal uh the personal uh fake out where luffy's about to strike first and then he pretends to cough up blood with the ketchup star but it looks like he's coughing up blood makes luffy hesitate and that gives usopp the prime opportunity to just start going all out with devices to just control the battlefield as best he can um he has the flash dial he again uh, stunned Luffy. That's still like you know in like trying to buy time. Where he's like, "Come on, fight for real," kind of thing. And Usopp's like, "You know, this is how I fight, idiot." And I'm gonna take advantage of it. Uh, he shoots a pepper in his mouth. Like all these little things where it's like it's adding up over and over again. You're thinking like, "Wow, Usopp's actually doing really good right now," but it's heartbreaking because it's not against a bad guy from Arlong Park or Skypia. It's Luffy, and you're just like, "This fucking sucks." And at the end of the chapter, at the very end of the chapter, you know, everyone's, you know, struggling to watch, like Nami and Chopper are crying. Like, I don't think Zoro's, uh, Zoro's watching, but, you know, he's cold about it. You know, he's distant about it. I think someone wasn't watching. Was it Sanji? I forget if someone wasn't watching. Either way. I think um, they all watched. I think, I'm not sure. I think, I was trying to figure out if someone was looking away at some point. That might have been Chopper. I'm not sure. That was probably But, maybe. But, what the very end of the chapter was so iconic for me which I thought was going to be the tone of the chapter, the rest of the arc going forward, which kind of is, but not entirely because the plot goes off the rails pretty quickly after a couple chapters is yeah. a, the close yeah, it quickly up becomes the, apparent that this is not the primary issue in the arc. Yeah. But with these two chapters, you really think so? Cause yeah, everything that, up to now kind of seems like it's still. Yeah. Cause then you see the, that wonderful yet tragic image of the Marigo, the figurehead in the rain. And it's zooming in closer and closer, and it looks like it's crying as it's watching two of its crew fight fight each other. And I'm just like, That's a good why panel. you gotta do this, Oda? Why you gotta do this? <laughs> why you gotta do this for my ship? <laughs> and your imagery, oh, no. god damn it. Yeah, how, but, how you can make me cry because I'm empathetic with a ship. 
yeah you try to do that with the with uh with chow chow uh, pretty close and then now it's like with the merry go that's not even not even a dog it's a ship <laughs> i got a little i would say the merry that part got me a little closer to crying than chocho normally does i was just impressed when i, when I saw that panel i was just like good fucking imagery oda good good shit because I, I you know it's tragic as going on but from like a writer's perspective or like a writer's perspective it was also like this is some good shit right now. Oh man, this is what I want. Yeah. It's tragic, yeah. but boy, do I love it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think we can conclude though. The fight ends brutally. Uh, Luffy doesn't end the fight with a pistol, more like just a bullet, right? Kind of like a, a smaller former move, but it's like a five figure punch almost kind of thing that Usopp's yeah. not able to retaliate because there it was a part in the fight where he does deflect it with an impact dial. And uses it, but it does cripple Usopp. Like it gives Luffy the edge to fight back a little bit. And again, yeah. I brought it up a past episode, but I love it when during these darker moments that like, you have like the dark bars over the character's eyes, where it's like distant or cold, or it's a mixture of emotions that's never like a positive thing. And it's yeah. on Luffy and Usopp the entire time these last two chapters. It's it's fucking great. It really is. But predictably, Luffy wins the fight. Tragically, he says again, Usopp, we were planning to depart from the merry-go. I hand you the ship. After all, like we were, we're moving on. And it's just a very sad and tragic end to Usopp leaving the crew and the crew, you know, packing up and leaving the merry-go because yeah. he said, yeah, give the ship to Usopp. Yeah, it is really heartbreaking. And it it's like what Nami said in the beginning of probably like the last chapter before they actually fight. It feels like they're all just falling apart. Mm-hmm. And at this point, you kind of have lingering in the background like, where's Robin? Yeah, she's missing time. so much that's happening right now with her crew. Like, what's she going to say when she gets back? You know, it's like what you're thinking, like kind of. Mm-hmm. Because that's still it, still the lingering thread is that we don't know where the hell Robin is. We haven't seen her since the arc started, basically. Yeah. She disappeared. And I also, on top of this, I had one gut feeling that I remembered. Uh, I had this feeling for only two chapters, but it was really strong. Remember Kaku, the guy that also has the long nose, the very strong, well, seemingly yeah. very strong carpenter who had the mountain wind ability, who also had the long nose, right? Like Usopp. Everyone was joking for him to be yeah, Usopp. Yeah, like thing. Usopp 2.0, right? Yeah, he's yeah exactly. He's a ship, right? Long nose. So he'll probably replace yeah. Usopp on the crew. So, but... I, so at this point, I was thinking, is Oda going to do Assault in the Wound, where Kaku is going to be the new member of the crew, and it's going to be literally Usopp 2.0? Like, that was a joke I made. But at the time of reading, I'm like, is he literally going to do the Assault in the Wound treatment? And do like holy shit, this is gonna <laughs> a lot hurt of people, me. A lot oh, of people man. thought that. They're like, is he okay. really just gonna give us another Usopp that is actually a shipwright? <laughs> yeah, and 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 again, the further rub salt in the wound. Besides looking like Usopp, it'd be like, oh yeah, because you know how Usopp was very emotional and very cartoony. Kaku's gonna be the opposite. He's gonna be very grounded and realistic. He's gonna be seeing things with a straight mind. Yeah, kind of thing. he'll play the straight man. Yeah, so I'm just like at this point going, oh man, this is gonna. hurt hurt when it happens again i was very convinced kaku was gonna not very convinced but mostly convinced kaku was gonna join i, I was as well i was fairly convinced early on in this arc that he was gonna be their ship right yeah he the got the resume time, yeah we have read it. we have the resume he got we have his age we have his power like all right we, he's a possibility right he's up 2.0 but okay so i think that for the most part covers the argument 
I think that covers it. Like, it, it, we yeah. only took, a, yeah. you know, we only took 40 minutes, you know, it's fine. <laughs> but we had to yeah, get this off our chest. We had to get this off our chest. We had to get this off our chest. It, it was really good. It's a really good pivotal character moment for both Luffy and Usopp. Character. Mainly, mainly for Usopp. Because we, we didn't really directly address this. I, we kind of did. But I do feel like Luffy is in the right, obviously. And Usopp is very, oh, very absolutely. in the wrong. Oh, absolutely. Luffy is in the right. Absolutely. Um, unless, like you said, we had some impossible miracle, or, you know, I guess a miracle, that we found a tree-tree devil fruit, right? That's literally the only case scenario I can think of maybe within this realm. Because Yeah, I'm sure there is some... There, that's the thing. There's probably... And I think that... Let me, let me backtrack a second. I think what adds Sorry. to Usopp's uh, credibility in this instance is that this world is crazy, right? Absolutely. The One Piece yeah. world is insane and anything can happen. So and the I artist, do feel like it's imagination. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's like artistic minded generally. We mm-hmm. know that. So I feel mm-hmm. like like I'll say somewhere out there there is almost definitely a devil fruit user that could fix the Mary, right? So this oh, slim sure. thread of hope, like Usopp, like come, we were saying earlier, he's like, come on, make a miracle. You took us to the sky. You're the captain that took us to the sky, and you can't mm-hmm. fix your ship. There's nothing you can him. do about that, you know. So. There is an interesting mix there when we really think about it between him not trusting in Luffy and really, really trusting like in this legend that is Luffy. Mm-hmm. And I think going one step further, even it ties into why he's leaving the crew because, as he says when he leaves, that I still have no doubt you're going to be the Pirate King. He mm-hmm. has like you know this built up Luffy in his mind. He said, "There's just no place on this Pirate King or on the Pirate King's crew for me." Hmm. Understandable. Yeah, Usopp's almost like a few steps away from breaking the fourth wall going, like, Luffy, you're the protagonist of a shonen series. Just wait a little bit. Wait for the next arc. Maybe we can find a devil fruit. Who knows? But at the end of the day, we all get realistically, we don't have the time for that. We need to get moving. We need to get a new ship. We need to progress. And plus, the new, also the other other issue is, yeah, we need to find Robin as well. There is... There was a slight thing I noticed. I made an, uh, it's one of my newer notes. So I think this was the end of the, of the previous volume because usually there's pre-chapters, right? As of right now, the pre-chapters are focusing on Alabasta, the adventures going on there with one of the henchmen that were from Skypia. Um, the pre-chapter for the, sorry, the opening for a 334, the new volume, I think, it shows the Straw Hats having so much fun. It looks like they're having their own beach episode. Like every anime needs their beach episode where everyone's in their you know, scantily clad dress-ups are having fun. There's fish floating overhead. It looks wonderful, fantastic. There's beach balls. Everyone's having so much fun. You turn the page, depression. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just an empty merry-go. There's no cargo, no treasure. It's just Usopp lying on his back on the ship. There's not even black bars. It's just completely shadowed. It's just depression. It's just sadness. And you just flip back the previous page again hey it's all happiness everything's fun look Usopp's there too in the picture and then you read again you're like all right depression got it oh god it was very painful i wasn't sure if that was intentional or if that was just a little hiccup uh by production by the publishers (laughs) and by coincidence like here's a bunch of like you know uh advertisement panels i drew for the series and they chose that one on accident (laughs) during this lowest point of the straw hats i had to make a note of that i thought it was pretty funny in hindsight and we basically, I know we're not done yet, but we basically just did a whole episode about Luffy versus Usopp at like 45 minutes. I don't mind. Nice. We can we can also cover the next, yeah, we can catch up easily within a time frame. Yeah, it's, so 
we're we're kind of on a low right now post all this Luffy versus Usopp stuff. But... This goes into like what chapter three thirty three? Uh three thirty-four is where we're at right now. Three thirty-three goes to the end of the fight. But you know, characters are fighting, but hey, guess what? Plot. Plot is catching up and it's gonna hit fast and hard. New story, Iceberg is shot in his home. Yeah. And the island is in uproar. Holy shit. So while the crew is at their lowest lows, and I did notice this too, Luffy for about five chapters does not smile once. And it was so jarring when I looked back on this. He is down, right? He's defeated too in this situation. He didn't win the fight, right? He lost a crew member. He lost a ship too in the most emotional way possible. Mm-hmm. So so he's lost two crew members essentially if you're counting the merry-go. And he's missing yeah. a third, Robin. Mm-hmm. So, and they're staying at an inn. They already had, you know, they had to spend some money to stay at the inn. And they're just like going like, what the hell is going on? And like, you know, the guy that we need to talk to to get our new ship made <laughs> is shot. So now there's a chance we're stuck here. There's so much stuff going on. And, you know, we need to find Robin at the same time. So now we have like this little like makeshift plan going on where uh, Luffy and Nami go to check out the shipyards, what the commotion's about. Like they can they see if they can pick what pieces together or something. They kind of just want to go check on Iceberg as well since they, they kind of befriended him the day before at the shipyard. Yeah, that very strange, arbitrary person, spoiled brat, <laughs> Iceberg. <laughs> um, and his stupid, very well-dressed aesthetics. Um, Sanji and Chopper decide to look for Robin. And then Zoro's going to hold down the fort of the inn, basically. And just, you know, like you did with the merry-go-round. Probably take a nap or something, I imagine. Yeah. Of course, of course. Um, and then we have the big thing as well at the end of the chapter that Frankie, the masked figure who was on the train, um, the you know, the guy who wasn't there at the house with the 200 mil, returns he's masked right now so we can't really get a look at him but he returns to the house and he's just like what the hell happened when i left what the hell happened and to you know to spend this money that i got or whatever so yeah we got the plot going on oh and on top of that on top of that high tide (laughs) water seven's gimmick (laughs) we have high tide and it even has a legendary name because of how deadly it is Aqua and, Laguna. Can you say the name one more time, please? Aqua Laguna. I hate that name. I really yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, listeners, I understand this is for the stupidest of reasons, but I'm going to defend this hill, okay? I've, I've defended stupider hills, okay? Aqua Laguna is hard to say. Kind of. You know what's much easier to say and still linguistically makes sense? Agua Laguna. Just flip that cue. Just flip it. Mirror the cue. That's it. Agua Laguna. Water. Spanish for water. Spanish for lagoon. Right? Water lagoon. Yeah. High tide. Agua Laguna. Much easier to say. I blame the translators. (laughs) The whole time in my head, I'm reading Agua Laguna. I'm just, I get like a little, like, a little bit of like, it should be a G, not a Q. God damn it. Uh, It's a, a silly thing. Anyway, more important things. More important thing. Sorry, I just had to get that out there. I had to get that. And out I, there. I will say, in this case, I do know it is actually not the translator. Is it? It is in fact Aqua, Aqua, not Agua. Mm. And so, because you case, can do, then... you can do goo like a goo in Japanese oh. with katakana, but he did not. He did ku. It's Aqua. <sighs> I, yeah, I just sorry. I, I just like this. You know what? <laughs> gotta we gotta have, defend. I... You can disagree with it, but don't blame the translators. All right, fine. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. 
in this case, I will have a head cannon. It's Agua Laguna. Okay. Agua Laguna. It's my head cannon. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> For the sake of consistency with the recording, I will still call it Aqua Laguna, but I'm not going to be happy. I'm going to be frowning every time. Head cannon is one thing when it interferes with actual cannon, <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a small thing that I'm just going to let you have it this time. Yeah, just let me have it. I won't I won't say it on there, but in the, in the future, I'm going to probably slip and say Agua Laguna. Anyway, so Luffy and Nami show up to the shipyard. Um, there's a big mob outside. They're they're fearful, and they think they're involved, right? They think, oh, the Straw Hats might be involved because we find out as well that Iceberg says it was likely Robin who shot me. Most likely, I, no, actually, not even most likely. I think he says it is. At this point, I don't. He's in a coma. At this point, Iceberg, like a little yeah mini coma still. Oh, you're right. They, they arrive to come check on him. There's no suspicion on them yet. But then, like, we get another confrontation with the finally the introduction leader of the Frankie family, Frankie, Frankie of course, Frankie. Yeah. Frankie. And what what an introduction? Can we talk about his introduction real quick? Such a ten out of ten introduction, dude. Ten out of ten. Yeah, I completely agree. <laughs> I love it. So you think that you know the the antagonist so far, right? Who stole the two hundred mil? Like this motherfucker, the contender for biggest cunt in One Piece, mother, like he's like partially responsible for the Straw Hat splitting up, or you know Usopp splitting up. Oh my god, I hate this guy. I hate this guy. And then right away he has like he's joined by his sisters, I think, and they're on this random <laughs> makeshift stage that appears out of nowhere. Pure cartoony classic, love it. And they're doing these crazy poses. He's got Popeye arms, even in the shadows. And he go and they do like these dance poses, going oh, "I'm freaky," and immediately yeah, he's going, singing a song like that. He, presumably, he wrote because it's about himself. <laughs> of course, of course. So immediately, I'm thinking songwriter, Hawaiian attire because he's wearing like an open vest of a Hawaiian button-up shirt, right? The yeah, he, look, he looks very beachy. Yeah, very beachy. He's got the speedo. He's got this weird-looking nose that you might as well be like, "Oh, that looks like." Because I don't have the colors because I'm wearing in the black and white manga. Um, that might as well be powdered white. So I'm thinking Hawaiian, but he's also a music writer. Oh my God, this guy is Elvis well, Presley. Well, if you look closely, I will tell you this, because you do know the whole deal about Frankie. Like oh yeah, said, I do now. Yeah, We have read the whole thing. You can actually, his, his nose is gray. It's like metal. You can see it mm-hmm. bolted on somehow. It's a shade of white, or white's a shade of gray. It's, it's, it's but close that enough. Is, that is a very interesting, <laughs> you know, like the lifeguard thing? Like yeah, exactly. Nose. That's what I was thinking. That's yeah. an interesting way to interpret it. The beach it. attire, yeah. yeah. Because in the, so, in the manga, it does kind of look, it gives off that look, like the mm-hmm. different shade on the nose, which is yeah. that's a good catch. So, and then, as I mentioned earlier, um, so I'm immediately, I'm thinking, this guy's Elvis Presley. Like, we had Lucci Clearly. earlier, the Galilog yeah. guy, <laughs> who was a Slade, uh, a Slade lookalike. But now this guy, I'm thinking, like, okay, he doesn't look like Elvis, but the attire, it's screaming Elvis. So, guess what Frankie sounds like when I'm reading the manga? He's either Elvis or Johnny Bravo. He's one of the two, okay? <laughs> Perfect voice for such a character. And right away, he looks very, you know, uh, oh, yeah, sunglasses, too. Let's not forget about the attire. And right away, he goes from very, like, jovial, like, center of attention. Look at me, guys. I'm Frankie. I'm the best. I'm the hero of Water 7, right? And then right away, he looks down at Luffy going, yo, we got beef. And this is, like, the worst time, though, because it's, like, uh, two chapters after, like, the most emotional fight we've had so far in One Piece. And then now Frankie is like, yo, you destroyed my house. We got beef. We're throwing down. And right away, I'm sorry that I think this is the quickest I've liked a character besides the introduction, is when he's fighting Luffy 
And we have like, oh, he can do these crazy abilities. He fell in the water. He's going to drown, right? Because he's a double fruit user. He doesn't drown. And we go, what? what's your deal? He just goes, I'm a motherfucking cyborg. Just out of nowhere, right? Just suddenly cyborgs are a thing in one piece. <laughs> and instead of me, I usually do this. I usually go, why the fuck are there cyborgs now in one piece? How stupid. It's a pirate setting. Instead, I'm going, fuck yes, cyborg. <laughs> Give me. <laughs> yeah, you, you have like the same reaction that Luffy has, right? You get the starry eyes and you're like yeah. a cyborg. Yeah, That's so it's sick. so cool. <laughs> It's so cool. And it's showing off all these crazy abilities where he can combine his like his Popeye arms is like an air cannon. I think he had a, does he have a flamethrower? I, I might be imagining that. I don't remember. The first he thing has, he like, did was like a mouth flamethrower and they're like, Oh, he did. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. So, and then I think he also can uh, shoot his arm, his hand forward, like a grappling hook. I think he did yeah. that. Right. He did it like okay. as a punch. Yeah. Yeah. So of course me, I'm just imagining Oh my god, this guy is so cool. But then also on that same panel where he goes, I'm a cyborg, it clicks for me. Where I'm like, okay, wait. He's a dismantler. Carpenter. Really fucking cool, crazy-ass introduction. He's the carpenter. He's joining the Straw Hats. Frankie is. I'm like that's the, 90... That's the train you're currently on. Yeah, at this point, I'm like 95, 99% certain. Okay, it's not Kaku. It's this guy. It's Frankie. This motherfucking cyborg here is this is the straw hat. It's got to be at right this point. <sighs> he, he does exude big straw hat energy. Yeah, I could be wrong, and it could be Kaku or someone else, but I'm, again, at this point, like, post-Water 7, like, post-Water 7, pre-whatever next arc is, I'm still, like, 99% certain that Frankie is the next straw hat. And let's but... be real. Having read the whole <laughs> arc, it's probably not Kaku. Yeah, like, like, probably not Kaku. Probably right. not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get we'll get to that later but as of right now still at 336 i'm thinking okay it's likely not going to be kaku it's likely going to be frankie look at this energy he's giving off yeah as this. soon as you see him right you're like okay yeah now we're talking yeah because there's potential right for someone like kaku to be joining right that's the, the grounded straight man of the team but at this late in the series 300 plus chapters that wouldn't very work very well as a narrative device Let's get a cyborg in the fray. Why the fuck not? Also, yeah, you know what? He's on the Johnny Bravo more than Elvis in my head. He's Johnny Bravo. Yeah, we He's already got, got our, our surprise <laughs> member. That was Robin. You know, she didn't really have Straw Hat energy initially. Right. And she's just like, <laughs> hey, I'm on your crew now. And everyone's like, whoa. Yeah. Okay. You, you, you prevented me from dying. Therefore, I'm part of your crew. You're going to take care of me. <laughs> like, okay, Robin. And now she's gone. But yeah, at this point, Frankie and Luffy are really duking it out. And it's very entertaining, but it's still a little post Usopp fight. So I'm still like, you know, I'm still mixed emotions right now, but I'm trying to enjoy the cyborg that's on panel right now. But we get the big reveal, right? The Galila shows up. They're really pissed off and they're focusing their attention on Luffy when they all thought originally, oh, they're going to get Frankie, right? Because he's the one that started this fight. But they're like, no, Luffy, we're going to get you. And then we get that reveal, right, where Iceberg wakes up and then he says, Robin shot me. Or it was Robin behind uh, my assassination attempt. Mm -hmm. And we got the big, it's it, it's not uh, the big reveal, but it's kind of expected because Robin disappeared and it was very sketchy. So it's like, okay, there's either misinformation going on here or this is some weird shit going on here. Like it, Again, the intrigue, the mystery yeah. is building up right now. I think there's enough uh, groundwork laid that at the point you hear about the iceberg assassination, 
you, in the back of your mind, you're thinking like, ooh, was that Robin? Yeah. Uh, for me at this point, it was 50-50. It was like, at this point, 50-50, where it was either Robin under the influence of whatever CP9 was, and or CP9 is a government agency that maybe that dude Corgi was a part of, that government official that Iceberg talked to earlier. Who knows? Like, that's where my mind was right. at this point. So there's obviously some politics going on right now, some assassination attempts. And of course, because the Straw Hats with their legendary infamous luck of being at the worst place at the worst time, they're getting the blame right now. So the mob turns to Luffy, Galila turns to Luffy, uh, Nami, actually, because she's on the side. They know she's with the Straw Hats. Well, so, to be fair, they it's not like necessarily a false accusation. You know? Yeah, because Robin is part of the Straw Hats. Yeah, Robin right? is, at this moment, a part of the Straw Hats. She was, in fact, there during the assassination, yeah. as we now know. Yeah, sorry, let me clarify. So, because of lack of information, they assume that the Straw Hats sent Robin, when the right. readers know it's this whatever the CP9 thing is, right? That's where the misinformation is going on here. But from everyone's perspective, oh, it must have been Luffy and Gael. I think Polly says it's on the Gaia Law from the guy like company where it's like, no, you're pissed and you're super emotional as if you were Usopp that we, you didn't get the offer to repair the ship. You're pissed off. So you want to get back at uh, iceberg for telling you straight. So, you know, this emotional thing, which obviously it's not a really good reasoning, but you know, everyone's emotional. Yeah. This arc. So things are going bad. Guy a disrupts the fight. Um, I do again, Frankie's doing a great job being first impressions with his character. Cause when the Gaia Law gets the edge over Luffy and Nami and the, the mob over Nami, uh, Frankie is like sitting at the table, like r drinking and having fun spectating. He's like, <laughs> like, what's all the hub over there? Oh, they're doing a great job over there. But then he gets really pissed. He goes, now, wait a minute. I still have beef with Luffy myself. And then he flips the table, <laughs> does the air cannon, like almost destroys like a whole section of the shipyard and goes, this is my fight. And then, sorry, I'll stop the accents now. And so it stops and starts, <laughs> like, it disrupts the fight. It gives the Straw Hats time to escape because they're clearly outnumbered at this point and, and outmanned. So they escape. They use this time, and Frankie disrupts everything. I just want to point out because, yeah, Frankie's own, like, lust for vengeance disrupts the fact that, no, the Straw Hats were about to be apprehended at that point. But Frankie's like, no, it's me. I have to do it. It's almost like a, like a, a Saiyan Dragon Ball problem where it's like, no, it has to be me. Kind of like what Vegeta always does with Goku, at least in the movies, where he's like, no, I don't want this villain killing you. I'm going to kill you. Right. It's that kind of characterization. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I think just what he's going through right now kind of parallels Luffy from just mm -hmm. a few chapters back. Because he's now going after Luffy because Luffy beat up his subordinates. Exactly. When, you know, his subordinates beat up Usopp. And yeah, it is just like the vicious circle that they're going uh -huh. around now. Now he's like, oh, now I need to get revenge on the Straw Hats. Yeah. Because, you know, my <laughs> underlings. Exactly. Um, so the fight's disrupted and the crew separates. Um, Sanji and Chopper. They're looking for Robin, but along the way, they actually go back to the Merry-Go, which was, you know, a nice little moment where it's like Usopp separate from the crew, but the crew still cares for each other in some distant way. Right. It's a, like, like a like a distant friend, I guess, in this case. That's hard to describe. I, want, I don't want to say X. It's not like that. It's more like a I guess like a distant relative at this point, because Sanji and Chopper both realize, oh, yeah, Aqua Laguna. Right. Is coming this way. And we need to warn Usopp. You might not know about it. So, yo, 
gets a high ground, gets a cover, or whatever you need to go. Yeah, they and do their little They do that real quick. Thing. Yeah. I wanted to just mention that briefly, because it does show that Straw Hats do care for one another still, even if they're Again, not actually not part always of Sanji looking out for the, the, the under-members, if you will, you know? Yeah, Sanji and Chopper. Um... Yeah, and of course, Nami knows right away just from the weather. She's great at that. She she picked up on that back at Logtown, too, where there's a storm coming. But yeah, eventually, one by one, the, the Straw Hats find out in one way or another that Aqua Laguna is also a threat coming. Whether it's newspapers, which is what Sanji found out through, or, you know, Nami's uh, intellect, then it's going to happen. So that's also on the back of our minds right now is Aqua yeah, Laguna. And I think that's actually kind of the end up to 341, right? We do get uh, one more after one that. More. The uh, the little mm-hmm. section where the shipwrights post up outside of Iceberg's room to protect him in case yeah. the Strats come back, right? After, like, the little regrouping section. Yes, there is one more bit, though. It's when the some of the Straw Hats reunite, right? It's Zoro reunites with Chopper, Sanji, because they get the yeah, confrontation yeah, with Robin. Yeah, that's the I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought you were gutting to it. Oh, that, that does happen here. That is important. Yeah. yeah. Give me that. Yeah, so, yeah, sorry, I'll, I'll cover for you then. So Sanji and Chopper, either after or before the Usopp part, uh, they actually find Robin. She's just standing there looking very mysterious, very uh, mischievous almost. And Sanji's going, yo, come back to the crew. We are, we're missing you and we kind of need the help right now, right? Shit's going down. And then Robin just straight up just goes, I'm not joining the crew again. You guys are great. Mm-hmm. But there is a darkness. I have the quote here because it's so edgy. There is a darkness in me that you and the crew do not know. A darkness that will someday destroy you. Kind of like a callback to the confirmations that the Admiral from the last arc, Admiral... Yeah, Oji, from Okiji. Okiji, sorry. Um, that, yeah, and she's admitting going along with it, where it's like, yeah, there's something about me that you guys don't know. I don't want it to affect you guys. Uh, thank you for the time on the ship, right? And then splits away again. So that confrontation get Sanji to tell Chopper, because they split up at this point. Sanji is doing what he very similar did in Alabasta. He splits off, but this time intentionally, rather than like a chase happening, and then he was forced to split off. In this case, he's telling Chopper, uh, regroup with the Straw Hats, tell them what just happened. I'm going to lay low. I'm not going to do anything rash. Trust me. <laughs> uh, it doesn't, not quite. Anyway. <laughs> so, a really funny scene. It's, it's a little quick. I just want to mention it because it is quite funny. I don't think it was intentionally meant to be funny. But um, Luffy is a hammock underneath a bridge trying to hide from the guy and the mob. He has. Oh, right. Yeah. And they show like close ups on his fingers because he's trying to like, I understand he's not holding onto the edges with his whole hands. Like, you know, just less is, you know, he's trying to stay hidden. So the less is more in this case. So he's like has like one finger, one toe on each end trying to hold it. Meanwhile, he has Zoro sitting on his lungs. He has Nami sitting on his groin, and it's like Luffy is like going through so much trouble right now. Usopp left, Robin's missing, and then he opens his eyes. There's a scary ass chopper in human form looking down at him from upside down because he found the crew. <laughs> it's a metaphor, like... bro. Luffy carrying the whole crew on his <laughs> <Exactly>. back. <laughs> <laughs> like literally a redhead on his groin, a big heavy dude on his lungs. Like, dude, he can't catch a break, man. <laughs> Poor Luffy. But anyway. Yeah. The main important part that I wanted to address before I think we can call it on this part is Zoro makes the final like the he brings up almost like an ultimatum because they they are on the rooftop. Chopper informs the Straw Hats. Robin does not want to join the crew. She's basically admitting to being a part of this whatever's going on. 
and she's hoping that we were going to take the blame for it. So Zoro, he was always suspicious of Robin from day one. He never really accepted her as a member of the crew. We we mentioned this over and over again. Oh, man, big accusation. No, that's exactly <laughs> the same thing that Nami said about him, though. And he's like, no, I haven't decided yet. Mm-hmm. But in this case, he makes an ultimatum where he goes, okay, as of right now, we need to decide how are we going to address this issue with Robin? Is she a friend or a foe? Are we going in trying to rescue a friend, as we've done before in the past with other people? Or is she an enemy, and we're trying to get to Iceberg, right? Get to the ship, or, you know, get to the guy who's going to get our ship together and try to clarify things. And if we see her, try and get his allegiance and treat her like a friend, an enemy. Sorry, I almost said friend again. What are we going to do? And Luffy, being Luffy, she's a friend. We're going to get her. Right? It's the declaration we're going to get her. We're going to clarify things. We're going to trigger, figure out what's going on here. But this is the order, right? And everyone's on board with it. And Zoro, you know, mentioned it before. The captain's orders are the captain's orders. He has no hesitation, so I'm going along with it. We're going to get Robin. We're going to figure it out. They're on the perch or on, the, like, a mountainside or a side of a building. I forget They're which, on, on the they're roof of a building, I think. Roof of a building looking into Iceberg's room, right? They're going to do plan B. Right, to try and see things through. Oh, we kind of glossed over a little bit. Luffy did try to talk to Iceberg at one point, very bluntly, I might add. But Iceberg drew a gun at Luffy and said, you know, is Robin with you or is she with you? And Luffy goes, yeah, she's with the crew. And I think he takes the shot because he's not going to take the chance that Luffy's either a part of it or not. But either Wait, way, it confirms that he's hostile. I thought that, that happened ha- after this when they went to go talk to Iceberg. No, I, I remember it was uh, the first time because it was when Luffy was still with Nami that it was just those two. Okay, and Nami okay. Was, yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, it was like, it was. this is like phase one, right? So it yeah. just confirms that, Man, okay, this Iceberg. Is so, this arc yeah. is so, my <laughs> good. So, so many, so much stuff happening, so many layers, it's crazy. Yeah, and I still feel like we're brushing through some parts, but at the same time, we're like, okay, we're getting, the, we're in the key themes here. So, again, so the Straw Hats are prepared. They're going to try and get to Iceberg one more time, but as a group, and try and clarify things, right? Even if it means going through the Galila. The Galila is stationed right outside the door. They're on 24-7, like, defense team. Like, they're defending their boss, the guy they love so much. CP9 Robin, or just Robin, she's just on the rooftop. We see her real quick looking at a newspaper. She understands that, you know, Straw Hats are interested. The mob is there. Galila is there. Everything is converging on Iceberg and that's where the chapter ends. And that's where originally I said we should end it right here for part one originally, but instead it'll be part two. End of three, four, one. Everyone's converging on Iceberg. Everyone. Yeah, that is that is a good place to end it. Mm-hmm. There is. Oh, man. Just as we said just a second ago, there's so much happening here. So many layers. We're at an all time low at the end of this, basically, for the Straw Hats. And it is just such a ride. It is a ride. But real quick, before we mm-hmm. officially wrap it up, something we didn't do last week, because I think oh. we just, well, I guess because we haven't really like gone all the way through the arc, but at some point, why don't you give me a real quick, since it's been a while since we recorded our episodes, uh, Straw Hat ranking. And I'm going to counter you. Straw Hats say, only. No Usopp. Way to cut deep. Um, I'm going to counter and say, let's wait until the end of part three. 
because okay. you heard him i tr- I tried for the listeners because it does very wildly vary as we go on throughout this entire arc i can't tell you how many times certain characters go from top to bottom to mid <laughs> that's why i kind of wanted to like you know <laughs> do it like right now it's right here at the middle but of the arc be, it's right here but it wouldn't be right it wouldn't be right, right. until the very end and i'm gonna yeah. keep going suspense that's that's been our current trend anyways at the end of the <laughs> yeah keep, keep you all in suspense keep you all in suspense because I'm excited too to reveal the 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 char- the ranking list of the straw hats. Because I'm excited Ooh, to hear boy. it. Because uh, as full readers of this arc know, our boy Sanji is about to about to make it happen. But we'll maybe get to that, and we'll maybe, be discussing that next maybe, week. Maybe maybe it'll take so long <laughs> that maybe my my tolerance and acceptance and likeness of Sanji will just disappear. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But that is a discussion for next week's episode when we Woo! officially talk about chapters 342 to 374. Finally, we're going to be finishing Water 7, hitting that sea train ride over to the next island. Oh, it'll be it'll be a long one, but we are ready. We are ready. And we are very excited to finally move on from Water 7. <laughs> it's a fun arc, though. It's a Despite fun arc how play. great it is, yeah, we've been here because this was, you know, our long hiatus little well wasn't too real long, world about, stuff about real two world stuff. yeah real world stuff but honestly if there was any arc to be stuck on i'm glad it was this one because it's such a oh, fun yeah. arc to look back on and be like excited still for what's to come i also we didn't mention earlier i want to give a, another quick shout out to oda's world building somehow in this like kind of generally old-timey pirating world we've been introduced to like smoke-powered motorcycles <laughs> and now cyborgs and none uh... of it and dinosaurs and dinosaurs and giants <laughs> and none of it seems inconsistent and, and fishmen uh... and fish all this stuff you know side and note. it all works it all fits in one piece it's insane side note do you think that do you think that I'm trying to say this with a straight face. Sorry. Do you think Frankie can have a uh, change in his cyborg body so that he can hollow out his stomach and make room for Chopper? Put him in there so he can like pilot <laughs> Frankie like a mech, or or uh, enlarge or enlarge Frankie and call him a Titan so we can have a standby for Titanfall and Chopper is the. Pi- I'm just saying cyborgs are really fucking cool, and this is where my mind goes. I'm not going. How is there a cyborg in this world of One Piece? I'm going. I'm going. Can Chopper? control frankie like a mech can he do that like, that's where my mind that, goes <laughs> i'm gonna have to give you a raffo ah! and find out for those unaware <laughs> but anyways guys thank you all for tuning in every week i hope you enjoyed this discussion if you would like to do so it would really help us out if you left us a five-star review over on itunes and if you do with a comment you know we will read it on the episode. And thank you to that one person that left a five-star review without a comment. And I do not know how to see their name, but we appreciate it very much. We see the number go up. Number go up. N- big number is good. Big number is always good. <laughs> That's all I got from that. The mysterious five-star rating. Big number good. Big number go up. Big number very big, good. <laughs> big number go bigger. <laughs> so one more time next week from 342 to 374 of the One Piece manga. And we'll see you then. Bye-bye.